0: We are taking a trip from Causeway Street to your street. So buckle your seatbelts, put on your green goggles, and get ready for Green Banners with your host, Mike O'Brien! Dashing through the snow, in a one-horse open sleigh,
1: over the we go, Welcome to the holiday edition of Green Banners, the podcast taking you from the North Pole, or I mean Causeway Street to your street. I am your host, Mike O'Brien, and I'm recording live from the beautiful Podcast Garage Studios in Alston. We have a festive episode lined up as Alan from Green Line Apparel is here to talk about all the seas gear He's cooking up for your Christmas list. But before we get into our chat, I want to remind you to subscribe on iTunes. Just search up Green Banners Podcast. If you aren't on Apple, you can find, find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher. Follow me on Twitter, at McFly. I actually have a new Green Banners Instagram account. So go follow that. It's just at Green Banners. So that's pretty simple to remember. So I post all kinds of absurd memes and stuff on there too. So definitely follow that and hopefully we'll hear some more joyous renditions of holiday tunes like we did earlier with the Celtics singing Jingle Bells, but I am in a great mood. The Celtics had a nice eight-game win streak. The holidays are right around the corner. I have so many candy canes on deck. We are recording on a Wednesday night, so hopefully when you are hearing this, we are fresh off a beatdown of the Phoenix Suns as well, but without further ado, Alan, how are you doing, my dude?
0: I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Of course. I appreciate you coming on. And it really works perfectly for those folks that are doing their late Christmas shopping for Celtics fans in the household. But before we get into all the best Green Line apparel drip to put under the tree, I wanted to talk about the holiday drip from your Boston Celtics. Did you get a chance to see the team headed to Boston Children's Hospital? I know they do it like every year. But it's always like a highlight for me. I used to yeah. work there, so it's kind of cool. But see them all dressed up, like totally ridiculous, like it's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I saw a couple of pictures on the uh, on Instagram on the Celtics uh, page and saw all, all like, their goofy hats and what they were wearing <laughs> and whatnot. And yeah, yeah, it was, it was like a good time. I, I, it's awesome that they do that, and you can see all the kids' faces and how excited they are to see all the Celtics players go in there. So it's definitely a good a tradition they have going in that they should keep doing uh going
1: forward yeah definitely i'm gonna kind of kick it through some of the outfits we see here so definitely look it up on like instagram or twitter or something or go watch a video because they they do look kind of funny kyrie has got some weird green sparkly hat on it almost looks like wizard desk. i think it's supposed to be yeah. maybe a christmas tree but I, it, it looks yeah, I like think it is.
0: i think it's a christmas tree but yeah i get the whole uh Kind of like a wizard, almost like a wizard slash like an elf hat or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's real weird. Which I expect nothing less from Kyrie to come out with that. Um, Gordon Hayward <laughs> had what on what looked like a cowboy hat. A lot of comparisons to Woody from Toy Story is what I saw, and he does have a striking striking resemblance to Woody too. So that was pretty funny. But I think his hat looks yeah. a little bit more like Jesse from Toy Story. I don't know where he got that thing. It must have been like. <laughs> one of his daughters or something. But he. De- I think he might have looked the most ridiculous with the cowboy hat, just totally... I don't understand why that, that would be a, any Christmas appearance. That
0: was definitely like a last-minute grab. Yeah. Oh, crap. I, I, I'm not prepared. What do you got in your closet, kids?
1: <laughs> He's definitely stealing that from one of his daughters, 100%. We got Mook, and we had Yabu with the classic elf hat. That's well done. Yeah. I'm totally sold as yaboo as a jolly elf. Like, I could see, like, a sequel to... Will Ferrell's Elf but starring Gershon Sele kind of in that role. Yeah
0: if any one of the Celtics would get that role definitely would be Yabu he always seems like he's uh, kind of like the uh, the fun guy in the locker room he's always dancing around <laughs> obviously he's called the dancing panda
1: so. Yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh, Jay Laranega the assistant coach had he had uh, like a coiled tree hat which was fire so if there's an award for most festive that I'm giving out on this podcast it's Goes to Jay. He 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 was prepared. I think he came in ready, whereas half the yeah. team was probably scrambling last minute to find a hat. I think. Yeah, agree. Yeah, but I agree there. Yeah, but let's talk about the team as of late. The offense is firing away. Best NBA offense since Thanksgiving. Leading an O rating and net rating, assists per game. They've been passing the ball like crazy at nearly thirty. The defense has been solid, what continues to be a league best, but the offense has definitely really kicked it into gear. With this deep of a team, it's kind of what I expected to be possible going into the season. You know, we had an eight game win streak before the Pistons broke it this past weekend, but obviously we're heading in the right direction now. And for those making a big deal about the Pistons' loss and trying to discredit the Celtics' win streak, I think we should relax. They're on night two of a back to back. The Pistons were kind of due. They were on a losing streak of themselves. They're Definitely not as bad as a team to go on a six-game losing streak. So all win streaks are, are are due to end. But that was a pretty solid one, if you ask me. What do you think about this? The team as of late and how they've looked, and and do you think this is kind of where they're gonna be moving forward this season?
0: Obviously, they're they're, they're gonna improve. um I don't think where they are now is where they're gonna be at the end of the year. They're still trying to. I think kind of get all the pieces to fit accordingly into how they thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year. Um, at the beginning of the year, obviously, the team has struggled. They, they were 10-10 and 10 at one point. Um, but I, I think that gets overblown a little bit too with also the eight-game win streak. I kind of think that um, with the tough um, schedule they had in the beginning of the year where nine of their first 13 games were on the road. I think they actually had like the hardest uh, schedule yep. uh, in the NBA, and then when they had the eight-game win streak, they obviously had some pretty favorable matchups. So mm-hmm. it kind of kind of goes both ways in, in regards to that aspect. But I also feel that um, the Celtics needed to go to a more traditional starting lineup in which uh, the injuries um, that they had uh, over that eight-game stretch kind of like got to use the more traditional lineup kind of having a center an actual power forward in there instead of having just Kyrie three uh, shooting guards and Porford. So I kind of feel that having a good mixture of you know a big guy and um, just like two good wing players and then Kyrie kind of got like more balance I feel like it was more shots to go around instead of having kind of like three ball stoppers on the court at once I kind of feel it was good for the team, and hopefully, Brad kind of realized that and can kind of pick, pick and choose uh, his lineups more accordingly instead of just saying, "All right, well, Hayward's making this much money; we have to start him." Yeah, um, Tatum is our our future. We got to start him. We got to. I think he's got to kind of pick and choose and um, maybe play matchups more instead of just saying this is our starting five and whether it's our most productive lineup or not, um, and feel like he has to roll with that. Um, I don't know. What's your
1: thoughts on that? Yeah, I was real reluctant once once he decided to put Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart, the Marcuses, in the starting lineup. You know, I was of the mind of, you put your best five guys out there, and I understand a bit matchup-wise, like, okay, sometimes we'll start Baines if we're facing a real big team, but I kind of have eaten my words since they had that win streak, and I guess... We needed some kind of shakeup because we were lost and kind of in a funk. And a lot of guys seemed to have this negative attitude on the team about it. Not not like anything too bad. I just think they were getting down on themselves a bit. Yeah. And uh, Mook and Marcus Smart in the starting lineup really kind of turned things around. And even the guys that were coming off the bench you know, Jalen had a few good games where he was coming off the bench and I think that kind of put some urgency into his game and cleared things up for him a bit. And I think the same thing happened with Terry Rozier once they kind of gave him the reins of really running the offense in the second unit. And right. I am now kind of eating my words. I I, I right. if they're gonna win, if they're gonna win, I don't care who they start. They could start a guy off the street as long as you know we're competing and as exactly. long as the guys like Hayward and like Tatum no matter what they're doing, in the playoffs they're providing quality minutes in in hitting the shots like they're supposed to. What's happening now? It doesn't matter who we start. It, it, the playoffs is what matters to me, and you know I, I'm I'm happy if if we're gonna have Marcus Morris playing the way he is and playing well as a starter, and maybe it does work out that we have more of a traditional lineup like you mentioned.
0: Yeah, and also, too, I feel like putting uh, both Marcus in the lineup, too, it kind of gives us uh, a little bit more toughness out there. And also, uh, obviously, um, they play better defense than uh, um, than the other guys who would be starting. So they kind of give you actually a little chip on their shoulder. They they bring the intensity. Uh, I'm usually a big Marcus, off-the-bench kind of guy, a guy who comes in, brings energy, does the little things, and – But also I feel like by putting Marcus in the lineup too, sometimes I feel like it's better for him in regards of he doesn't have to like force the issue. Instead of trying to like do too much too fast when he comes in off the bench knowing he's only playing X amount of minutes, now he can kind of like almost pace himself and not like do any of his Marcus stuff that we don't like, like jack up the unnecessary threes or the turnovers. He can kind of go in there and just kind of focus on playing lockdown defense hustling playing scrappy and and taking the open shots and also I think he's at his best on offense when he when he's actually creating for others I think he's one of the actual few players on the team outside of Horford where he actually creates for other people and doesn't look for his shot first
1: yeah when he's really in that mode I feel like he can be very effective and in the starting lineup it's almost hard for him to be Trying to create his own shots because there's so many guys that are playing there that that's their game is they have to have those shots. So Marcus Smart hopefully would feel a little bit more self-conscious of jacking up those threes when he's starting next to Kyrie Irving in the backcourt. So I I liked it so far. We'll see how it turns out. I mean, obviously Marcus Morris is having an incredible season and he's I, actually going to be yeah, I think
0: he's. I think he's been the Celtics' best player yeah. there as it right now, yeah. the most consistent. I mean, literally, I mean, he has the greenest of green lights I've ever seen on any basketball <laughs> player in, in so the true. history, but he, he's been playing well, so I, if he wants to shoot it and it's going in, um, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, and I know that frustrates some people sometimes, and I have a few friends that can't stand the guy, and – won't give him any kind of leash because of that green light like you mentioned but I feel like this season that his shot selection at least compared to last year has definitely gotten a lot better I think he's found his way to create better shots and he's gotten better looks and been a little bit more passive he's definitely been passing the ball more than he did last year I know that for sure but yeah yeah, his, his game is unbelievable and he has been Maybe outside of Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie had that little funk at the beginning of the year, but outside right. of that, he's been our most consistent player. This guy's given us 15 or 20 every single night. And, right. and, he,
0: re- and he rebounds well, yeah, too. Yeah,
1: he does. He really yeah. does.
0: And one, one quick thing, too, about Marcus so, uh I'm really trying to get my wife into hoops this year. Yeah, and she's actually making a pretty strong uh, effort in that. Um, so her, her, her three favorite players are Kyrie, um, Tatum, and Al Hartford. The, uh, <laughs> and, uh well, we watched the game, and obviously she doesn't really get, like, the lingo and the terminology yeah. and stuff like that. And instead of saying that someone shot the ball, she says um, they throw the ball, <laughs> which is ridiculous. So one of the first games we watched in this year, she goes, oh, that number 13, all he does is throw it. How come <laughs> he just throws the ball? And I'm like, I'm like, it shoots and yes he shoots every time he, he touches that, the ball. He's yeah. a thrower
1: all right. That Marcus Morris, Where that is Mook.
0: It? Why is he always throw from so <laughs> far? But
1: I like it. She's I learning. like it. Hey, hey that's all that matters. She's watching the games. That's that's the important yeah. thing. That's exciting. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm jealous of you. Uh yeah, Mook's look good though. Over the last 5 he's averaging like 20 and 6. So he's been great. I mean, yeah. everyone's kind of scoring now, which Kind of shows a potential depth on this team, right. you know. We have been beating some teams that are kind of questionable: the Cavs, T Wolves, Knicks, Bulls, Hawks. Yeah, But we Knicks split again.
0: with the Raptors. We beat Philly and we beat Milwaukee, so exactly we got some good wins on the on there too.
1: Exactly. So I'm interested to see what the next week or so brings. With obviously we have Phoenix tonight, which if we don't beat them, then I'm just going to throw away this whole podcast and everything I say is moot. <laughs> but We have Milwaukee on Friday, and then we have Philly on Christmas. I think that's going to be a pretty good test to kind of see where we're at.
0: And we have Charlotte, too, in which they beat us, in which they allowed Kemba to uh, kind of go off on us.
1: Yeah, I think we need a little payback there. I hope Kyrie decides to drop, like, 50 that game. Yeah. I think that's well due after that loss. Yeah, that was a frustrating loss. But... I don't want to be remiss in not talk about the time lord himself Robert Williams. Did you see that block that he had on Anthony Davis when we played the Pelicans yes. the other night?
0: Yes. He had some good blocks. Um I'm I'm actually pretty excited about him. and that's the one thing the one great thing about having like depth for like a team. You know, Horford goes down and you kind of like oh going to happen and it kind of now like we actually get to see like Williams potential and it's kind of like What's Brad going to do now when Horford comes back? Obviously, Horford's going to start and get his minutes, but kind of can't just throw the kid back on the bench and not play him after he's uh, showed that he can actually contribute.
1: Yeah, he's – I think he's clearly a bit raw still, but he's making some great, great plays on defense, and I I can't see how you can completely sit him. He'll play like 10 minutes, and he'll get you – you know five or six rebounds in those short times and his shot blocking is incredible it's
0: he's like he's like one of those like like quick jumpers like he gets up like like yeah. high and like quick and it's like and it's like so evident out there especially compared to like having Baines out there Horford is not really a jumper a leaper mm-hmm. um Tice he, he's just so far like superior athletically and it's like yeah we got to find a spot on the. We got to find some minutes for him for sure.
1: Yeah, he's so athletic. And if we can just develop him a bit more, and hopefully should give him some semblance of an offensive game. He basically only dunks and blocks, which would make him my favorite Celtics player as a 7-year-old. I would just adore this guy because every play is either an athletic dunk or an athletic block, so he's like the ultimate highlight real type of player.
0: Yeah, kind of so, like DeAndre Jordan type.
1: Yeah, but that's kind of a guy we need, a guy like that, yeah. so hopefully he can, you know get some minutes. It's frustrating to see Brad not give him much of a leash at times. And I know he's like that with his rookies sometimes, but I'm intrigued what he could develop into. Yeah. And, and will
0: he forever be the time Lord? Or he, Cause I don't really think he likes it that much.
1: I know it's so frustrating. I am so someone in on the time. Lob, lord.
0: Someone proposed Lob Williams to him and he was kind of on board for that.
1: Yeah. Which makes me kind of, I feel like that's kind of sad. Like you got, even if it's not time Lord, which would devastate me, you got to give him something better than Lob Williams. If he he's got to have better taste than Lob Williams, come on! I know yeah. Danny Ainge wasn't down with it, but ugh, God, Tom Lord is so perfect. I don't think he gets it. That's the problem. I need like yeah. someone to sit down with him and really explain it to him. I think people he thinks people are making fun of him for being late, which I don't think it's necessarily that's the case. I don't think that's it at all. I know he's not. I, don't, I just don't think he gets it. That's the thing. Yeah. Please, Time Lord, let someone sit down with you. Celtics Twitter, let's sit down with Time Lord and really explain this to him. He also probably thinks people are just a bunch of internet weirdo freaks and probably doesn't understand that Celtics Twitter is just like the weirdest thing on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's athletic. I hope he pans out into something. It's, it's a deep team. It really is. And another guy who's been playing a bit better – since this winning streak started, almost like night and day, is a guy we talk about pretty frequently on the Green Banners podcast, Mr. Terry Rozier. Other That's than a the stinker he had in Detroit, which, you know, the it was pretty much a stinker for everyone, he's been an unheralded and solid contributor to that win streak. His shooting has been much better. Him running the offense in the second unit has been way improved to what it looked like the beginning of the season. He was sloppy and clunky as the general of that unit to start the season off, and it's definitely a relief to see him turning it around. You know, His, his shooting averages and percentages are way up, and he just looks way more comfortable up, out there. He looked like he was forcing things a bit. It's going to be a contract so year, so I, I think yeah. that's a bit of it.
0: Yeah, that's what happens, man. I mean, he was thinking about it. He got he got the keys to the team in the playoffs. He really got to put his skills, uh, you know, um, um, right in the for, uh, forefront for everyone to see, national TV, and you know he excelled. He played well. He showed the NBA he's a starting point guard. But now you have Kyrie Irving, who is one of the best um, point guard players in the league, and now he kind of almost has to take kind another of back seat to him. And he yeah. knows it's a contract here. so. know what happens what kind of mindset did that um did that create it creates really a a mindset where all right now I'm only going to play 20 minutes I need to get my shots up I need to get my stats up so I can show that I'm still worth I don't know 16 million dollars a year or whatever um, the market is for a Terry Rozier and I kind of felt like he was forcing shots and really just maybe was a little unselfish I guess it was rumors too saying he wasn't really happy with his minutes, but whether that's true or not, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I am I was against those rumors when they came out, and he flat-out denied him. But his game said otherwise. You mentioned it and kind of hit yeah. the nail on the head of he gets in there. He knows he's only got limited time. He's not playing the minutes he was in the playoffs. Kyrie's there. So he's getting in, trying to put those stats up and show the league, hey, I'm a guy that should command a good amount of money, whether that's $16 million, $20 million. I don't know. Who's to say, and we'll see how the rest of his season goes. But I think him and, you know, wider picture, the team as a whole kind of went away from that mindset. And that's the problem when you have a team this deep is, you know, you got about eight guys who might have the potential to start for another NBA team. And when you have that, it seems like a good problem to have. And it's really exciting. We have one of the most deep rosters in the NBA that I can remember in recent memory. But then you deal with guys like a Terry Rozier, who's also trying to get paid. So I kind of understand it. But I I think the team as a whole kind of got rid of this attitude, at least from what I've seen over the last few weeks. And everyone's been a bit more unselfish. And the proof is in the passing I think the passing has been from pretty yeah. much A to Z, been fantastic. The ball movement's been wonderful. They've been up to about 30 assists a game, which is pretty high. And Terry Rozier is definitely a part of that, and he's looked way different uh, moving the ball in the second unit. So uh, hopefully that I, attitude yeah. is gone.
0: I yeah, It has to be gone. I mean, think about it. I mean, you have so much talent on this team. One guy, the same guy is not going to lead this team in scoring every night. It's going to be – You know, games obviously obviously Kyrie is the leading scorer. Um, Jason Tatum, it could be you know Al Horford one night, Jalen Brown. And I think people have to start realizing too that Gordon Hayward got a max contract. Horford has a max contract. Kyrie Irving is a max contract guy. We not every one of those guys can score 30 points, get 10 rebounds, eight assists, and The statue. It's not going to happen. And people are going to say, Gordon Hayward only 14 points tonight, and we're paying him $25 million yet. We have to kind of just like kind of scrap that mindset because none of our players are going to put up um, stats that are worthy of their contract because we just have too much depth. It's not going to happen. It's going to be a night where Hayward's off, but Tatum's on or Jalen Brown's having a good night. I think we have to kind of really roll with having a team that can really just pick each other up if if we're if one guy's not on and then and really it should help us in the long run because if you have a guy who has a hot hand I mean it, with between Kyrie Tatum Jalen Brown and Hayward one of those guys should have like a night where they're hot we should always be able to find the hot hand and it should really really pay dividends in the long run especially in the playoffs like we should definitely avoid like we shouldn't be going on droughts at a four to five minutes without a field goal and I think banner eighteen, when it's gets hung uh at the end of June, people will finally realize that it's not about the stats. It's about just playing together, getting those assists and playing good defense.
1: Hey, I couldn't put it better myself. <laughs> I should I should give you the mic for the rest of the podcast. That was great. That was exactly how I would put it. And The frustration of people always saying, oh, he's an X million dollar a year player. We're paying this guy a max. He should be scoring 25 a game. And it's not going to work that way on this team. It really isn't. And if you think it's going to, then you should stop watching because you're going to be frustrated from now until whenever this team's road ends. It's a team that is deep. And that's a strength. If Gordon Hayward scores 14 points, don't go comment- commenting on the guy's Instagram how he doesn't deserve his money. It's right. ridiculous. I mean, I understand he struggled a bit, and sure. But we also need to look at the stat sheet a little bit differently, I think. If Gordon Hayward's out there and he shoots you know, four for six and he's passing the ball and he's defending and rebounding well – and someone else, say a Jalen Brown scoring 20 or 25 that game, and he's hot, That's right. should be something you're happy and excited about just because right. a guy isn't contributing. Everyone can't score 25 a game on this team. It's not going to happen. Exactly. And I'm, we have...
0: And unfortunately, there's not like a, a checkbox in the stat sheet where um, there's a checkbox where it says, um, this person made the right basketball play. Yeah. Like, that's not like that that's not a stat that shows up like the extra pass or the dive on the ground the um the dribble drive and the kick to the like, like none of that stuff shows up like Al, everyone wants Al Horford why is he 20 and 10 why is he 20 and 10 well cuz he's you know he's a 12 8 and 7 guy or whatever yeah. but he always makes the right play people don't realize his ability to shoot the three also helps Kyrie on pick and rolls and makes defenders have to be like wow are we going to double Kyrie off the screen or and leave Horford open? Or are we gonna, you know, stay true and um and, and and switch now Kyrie's gonna be guarded by a big like like the defense has to worry about so much and if it's not Al Horford setting that screen up at the top and it's say Amir Johnson Ky- Kyrie's Kyrie is not as good. Isaiah Thomas is not as good. So people have to realize and wrap their brains around more than Opening up, opening up the score app or ESPN app on the, the morning after a basketball game and just reading the box score.
1: Yeah. I just tell those people, watch the games. Just watch. Put your phone down and watch the games because if you're watching the games, you'll see what kind of contribution Al Horford makes and maybe Gordon Hayward makes on a night where he doesn't score 25. The, right. it's It's out there. Just stop looking at the stats after the game and – understand that these players have such value and like Horford with the pick and rolls is just like so invaluable to this team. But yeah, let's, you know, we'll get into kind of a Christmas wish list per se about the team. But before we do that, you're listening to green banners, the podcast taking you from Causeway street to your street. Definitely subscribe on iTunes, but we have Alan here from green line apparel. Let's get into the gear. Talk to me about what you offer as a sports apparel brand and, and kind of how this all came to be.
0: Pretty much how it came to be was um, I had a fellow um, artist who I was friends with, and he was always drawing up these, like, dope designs, but he was more like into, like, printing them on, like, paper and, like, kind of, like, hanging them up on his wall. I'm like, that's cool. I, I don't know really, if people really stuff like this on their walls anymore but that would be cool as like a shirt and and then it kind of like just grew from there and we started like making shirts and then um and then we kind of really blew up and said like yeah I think we can do this when we designed uh the Jays shirt which was actually kind of like not even really supposed to be a shirt but then like Jay Crowder was like dude I need that shirt ASAP and then he actually wanted like 50 of them and then it kind of just all kind of just blew up from there, and the rest was history. Um, and more about us, it, what I um, try to really do is I'm big into, like, fashion and sports. So I'm trying to really, really kind of tie in both of those. So not just kind of wearing shirts that, um, that you can wear to the garden. I'm trying to, like, maybe – something you want to wear on a Saturday when you go into like the movies or you're going out to dinner with your, with your with your wife something that's kind of got some swag to it but it says yeah I'm, I'm a Celtics fan too you know so we're trying to do that by like in- introducing uh like our new um line we just dropped the anti Lakers Celtics club you know kind of like a play on the anti-social social club so we've got the new hoodie that I just dropped and the new green and black flannel so I kind of really feel it ties in that urban, kind of swag with, you know, Celtics fan gear. Yeah. I feel, I kind of feel like no one else really does that. Everything else is kind of like a cartoon picture of Kyrie dribbling with, you know, some sort of thing or, um, nickname. Um, so, I mean, we do that as well, but, you know, and then I just like to try to push things and maybe I'm trying to step up like the quality of the share by offering some stuff with embroidery, stitching, tackle twill, um, I also did the legacy shorts where it was all everything was stitched on. I put custom laces on there, gold um gold uh lace tips on there. So I'm kind of really taking some chances this this year by offering more high end um fashion stuff, but also offering um your facility so affordable t shirts and, and hoodies and whatnot as well.
1: Yeah, and what you mentioned about where fashion meets gear is exactly what drew me to your brand in the first place and what keeps me so excited about it. It's That's the kind of the problem sometimes with, you know, I've been a Celtics fan all my life. I bought a million jerseys and T-shirts and jackets and everything. And sometimes Celtics gear is not something I want to wear to dinner. And most of the times it's not. Or it's not something I want to wear when I'm going out. And you're kind of taking some chances and really kind of, embedding yourself in the streetwear world in the urban streetwear world and you know half of my interests lie in that like I am a closet fashionista I wish I could afford to be one more but that's stuff that I appreciate and I think a lot of people that are fans of the team appreciate too in which I I think is why you do so well but it's just having that option is having that being able to be kind of swaggy and dripping but Still being able to wear this to the garden, but also you know I'm gonna wear this to a concert I'm going to, or I'm going out to dinner. This is what I'm gonna wear, and it and it's gonna look good. And people might not even realize it's Celtics gear, and then when they do, it's kind of like an added like, oh, that's that's super cool. And the anti Lakers Celtics Club stuff is the best. I know I've been begging you for the hoodie, and I gotta order it. I'm I gotta order it before they sell out. I'm gonna be so pissed at myself. (laughs) I'm gonna do it like the second we stop recording here because I keep forgetting like an idiot. But that's like my favorite thing in the world. I'm gonna rock that so hard and wear it like to every game I'm going to. Like that's perfect. That's so perfect. Yeah.
0: A, lot, but- a lot of a lot of people uh, really like it. I mean, actually, because we, we did a, we did those shirts last year yeah. and they did really really good. And a lot of people are like, well, it's kind of really like one team specific. So like, is it really gonna do well? And yeah, it does it does well. And I also feel like too like the Lakers are the perfect team. And I kind of hit it right on the head with like the timing too like it was like last year they drafted Alonzo Ball and there was so much hype around him and like everyone kind of like either loved him or hated him and as, as a Celtic fan I kind of can't stay in the whole ball family the whole ball movement <laughs> yeah. so it was perfect and then them getting LeBron are you kidding me like are you like
1: it's teed yeah, up right for you
0: shirts again yeah absolutely
1: that's great yeah. and why did you have any reasoning why the Boston Celtics kind of Focus the apparel around the team specifically, or is it just Jay Crowder just kind of made it that way?
0: Uh, honestly, so we started with Celtics, and then we we actually did a, a couple patch shirts. We also did uh, some sock stuff. Yep. I don't think people realize um, it's a lot of it. It's a, it's very time consuming um, if you want to do it the, the right way. And then it was it was actually becoming like a a year round thing, and where I couldn't I couldn't really recharge my batteries you know like i like to spend like now or if i just focus on just the basketball i could spend the off season kind of like um looking for inspiration for like new stuff and kind of like, just keep like just brainstorming and coming up with stuff instead of having to be like oh my god uh the red sox season is is, is just ending and i haven't even like thought about the celtics yet mm-hmm. so and i also feel like people were more vibing for like the celtic stuff and, and that's where my passion more lies, is with basketball and the Celtics. So And it, it shows. So I just really felt like I wanted to focus kind of just towards the green team. And uh, and then also with being married, just having a child too, yeah. I kind of wanted to not always just be grinding 365 days of the year.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And it, and it all fits in kind of – schematically and thematically wise to what you're doing right now with the branding of everything and green line apparel works perfect with the Celtics. It's, it's perfect. And I think it, it definitely allows you to have that focus, but you guys got a few good collections that you've kind of put out so far this season. I I know you just mentioned, you just dropped the anti-Lakers Celtics club stuff. You did the off green hoodie, which is for fans of off white. Like I'm a big off white guy. Like that was pretty sweet. You've done the, uh, the gold city edition gear with lucky on it, the lucky mm-hmm. Jumpman logo, which is pretty sweet. So what should be on Christmas lists or, or holiday list, Hanukkah list, whatever you're celebrating for Celtics fans looking for that new drip under the tree, what should people be going for? What's, you know, th- talk about some of the other stuff you got to offer right now. What's up on the store? I would
0: recommend, um, the off green hoodie. They yeah. like said now I said, I introduced like some really good quality, um, garments to be a collection and the off weight one is definitely top the list we actually stepped up our um hoodie that we used cause i felt like if i'm going to kind of um do a playoff of like a high quality brand i got to go with a high quality hoodie so on a super soft um high quality hoodie and not to mention all like the additives that go with the hoodie the um the custom shoelace drawstrings um the the lace cord locks on there, and then also the green zip tie. I do that all by hand. So it also, you kind of get like that good craftsmanship where a lot of companies, believe it or not, just do print-on-demand. They make a design, they submit it to an online website, and then they do all the work for them, and they never even get to see or touch their own product, which to me is kind of, it's weird. Like, I want to know what it looks like before I ship it out. Because I get myself printed, and say I print off a hundred items, there might be a couple in there where like there's a bleed mark or like a, a stray mark from like an ink, and those either go back or I, I donate the shirt. So I wouldn't want something like that kind of like getting delivered to my customer and then being like, dude, what is this? <laughs> you know? Because like I said, it's all about reputation. Yeah. And out of all the customers I have, I could honestly say that everyone is a repeat customer like i see a name pop up on all those i'm like oh this guy's ordered stuff before i know this name so like to me like that's that's very important and being a small company that's what you have to strive for
1: 100 percent.
0: but yeah i definitely recommend the uh, off green it's definitely hoodie season grab that um also you can't go wrong with um, the air lucky collection so we have you know the city edition uh, hoodie we have actually lashes city edition hoodie you can still grab and we're going to um make some more statement uh edition cuz uh it's it's going to be like a timeless shirt there's no expiration date on the air lucky it's going to be dope now and it's going to be dope for forever
1: <laughs> yeah you're right it's it's timeless and it's it's the logo of lucky and you know in that kind of the the jump man kind of frame is so perfect Um, So iconic, yeah, Yeah. it's iconic, exactly. Any, I mean, so you got more statement stuff on the way. So you got a few more things planned, you know, in 2019 as the season kind of continues on.
0: Yep, yep, and then also too, I know we, we, uh, obviously, we all know there's a lot of competition in the apparel world, and who's going to do this design first, or who's going to do it better, and or who's going to push it to. The limit a little bit more, so we're actually going to have a, a a beat Lebron, Lebron shirt come out. I know we already seen it, but ours is going to introduce um, the infamous Lebron is still a bitch on it, but yeah. it's going to be on the inside of the shirt where you actually have to flip it up. So oh. very similar to our um, our Kyrie shirt from last yeah. year. I don't know if I don't know if I can say the words on uh, SMD the podcast. <laughs> suck my d and you flip it up so it gives you the option hey you want to you want to flip the d and show everyone or you want to kind of keep it classy you can kind of keep it to yourself
1: (laughs) yeah i I, I thought that was genius when you did that well
0: that's another way i said like like i've never seen that before or or a lot of places don't offer stuff like that because like i said it's exotic printing you can't just go on uh, Teespring and tell them to print Mm -hmm. it, like, backwards, upside down on the inside of your shirt. Like, they're going to be like, the hell are you talking about?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it's – and it's good for people that want to show it off when they want to show it off, and when they want to put it away, they can put it away. You know, it's not as brazen as literally just having LeBron as a bitch just, like – giant screen printed off the front of his shirt necessarily it kind of allows you to play with it a little bit and kind of do what you want in different settings which I appreciate and you know, It's a little bit more tasteful, I guess people would say. But if you're ordering this stuff, clearly Alan's putting his blood, sweat, and tears into it, so you know it's yeah. going to be good. The quality is high. I'm excited to order yeah. some stuff. I, I know I keep talking a big game, but I got to. And you got to, people, for, for Christmas. I mean, even yeah. if it's post-Christmas, anything, like, come on. You, you got to order board, this the stuff.
0: The is greatly appreciated.
1: Yeah. And
0: I do fold the shirts, tag the shirts with, you know, our logo on there. Package them up, and and actually, I send the wife to the uh, post office. So I, <laughs> I actually don't do the post office runs anymore.
1: Oh, you're too big time for she the post office.
0: She's like, she's like, you worked all day. Now you packed them. Now you going to go to the post office. She goes, I'll take them for you. I'm like, all right, done deal.
1: It's a family affair now.
0: It, yeah, you're supporting yeah, a family business. business. That, that's she wants a piece of the pie. She's got to go to the uh, post office.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like you get her involved a little bit. But kind of keeping on the holiday theme, switching switching up gears a little bit, you know, I put together a wish list of what I would like to see heading into 19 from our Boston Celtics for Christmas, for the holidays. You know, I made my list, wanted to see who on the team's naughty or nice. But heading into 2019, what do you expect to see from this team, you know, by the end of the season? And what do you hope to see from this team?
0: Oh, it's tough, man. Uh, I'm not uh, really big into saying, oh, we should acquire this guy. We should trade for this guy. Yeah. I'm, especially a lot of people saying, oh, we got to trade for I agree. Um, Anthony Davis, and and there's a whole uh, Rose rule and this and that. And honestly, me is I'm always big into just let Danny do his thing. Let. Let everything play it, play the course. You know, let let the young guys Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown um, improve. They're improving every year, and kind of just stay the course. Because while we're getting better, all the other elite teams are not. Like I feel like, you know, Durant might leave. You um, could possibly leave um, Golden State after after this year. You know, obviously LeBron's getting uh, older now, and he's in he's in the Western Conference now, and Really, us right now is is the Sixers, but I still feel that we have the edge on them, and I feel like we're just going to get better. So I feel like if we just stay the course, and we just kind of just doing what we're doing right now. This team could be like uh, the face, the the upper echelon of decent conference for the next you know eight years easily. I but like to me. It's just to stay put and do it, and just let them do their thing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's it's a bit of the long play, kind of looking at it from a wider perspective. I'm
0: I'm more of a let's be really really good for a long time than let's let's trade the farm for the go for like a two year run. Like I'm 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 more of like let's let's keep this going. Let's let's kind of build. Let's build a program. Let's build the culture. Let's get back to you know like the winning ways.
1: Yeah. Let's let's build to banner eighteen. And yeah. it's and it's interesting how you mentioned that looking past this year, it's kind of a bit murky, right? So you have right. Durant, if he leaves Golden State, obviously that changes the league tremendously. And that really, really could mix things up. You have Kawhi in Toronto, you don't know if he's gonna stay. If he leaves, again, if someone else goes to the Lakers, if LeBron pulls in a few more stars, if Anthony Davis does eventually get traded, I mean, there are things that could definitely shake up this league. And we are primed with a deep roster and a young team and guys that are under contract like a Brown and like a Tatum that you have. And you have Hayward and you have Kyrie who is committed if as long as he doesn't renege on that, which I think – would be pretty shocking if that happened, but you have kind of the setup, and uh, I think we should stop worrying about, oh, well, maybe this team wasn't what it's cracked up to be. I think time will tell, and I think that eight-game win streak, even though it was against some kind of crappy teams, gives you a little insight into what we can play like for this season, and you know, before I get into some of the other things I'd be looking for, my wish list, I guess, I do want to talk about the Anthony Davis thing, because... It is pretty frustrating and tiring to continually hear about the Anthony Davis trade talks, considering we can't physically trade for him this season. The Rolls rule, you mentioned it, he can't be traded. Not to mention their coach has blatantly said we refuse to trade him and has laughed that they would even do so. Anthony Davis hasn't really made, he's made a few comments when they're losing that that's frustrating, but hasn't made any groundbreaking comments like he's going to leave. I, I don't know why this has to be a story every single week. And of course it's with us because we have all this at all these assets and it's awkward when we're playing the Pelicans at the garden and the fans are cheering for him and everyone's asking the guy after the game, how do they, how he felt that the fans were cheering for him. It's, I'm just tired of. I have people texting me, of oh, would you give up X player for Anthony Davis? Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, no, because we physically can't do that. He's like, what if tomorrow we but, traded Chatham and Terry Rozier? Yeah, but what? yeah, that's what I get. That's the answer is, but what if we could? And I said, there is no but. What if we could? Because we yeah. can't. So what's the point of having this discussion in the first place? Yeah,
0: I'm more of like I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative for the team that we got. We could be the Brooklyn Nets. We yeah. could be the New York Knicks. We could be <sighs> these teams that have just been, like, in basketball, like, hell for, like, years and years and years. And it's, like, I don't think we need an Anthony Davis. We, I think we legit have the pieces, and we just have to just let them just come together and and just be. I mean, I don't think we're – we need all the superstars. I think we we more need like the glue ple like we need more glue pieces. Maybe more guys who don't need the ball. More guys who will scrap. You know, we like the Marcus Smart, um, your Jonas Jarebko. your <laughs> Kelly Olynyk, or your Avery um, Bradley type. Some guys that can go out there and they don't need the ball, but can still affect the game and um, um, you know make plays like taking a charge or. A deflection. That's the kind of guys that we need now to complement all these star players that we now have.
1: Yeah. And I think we should, this season-wise, relatively stay put. I don't want to go out and really acquire anyone, especially if it shakes up the team whatsoever. I don't even want to trade Terry Rozier, which I know a lot of my friends... That's your guy right there. Yeah, it is my guy. It's my dude, Rosé. But a lot of my friends are like, well, he's going to leave next year anyways. Let's get something for him. And I'm of the mind of unless you're going to get a top half first round pick for him, which I don't think you're going to at this point. I don't see the point. It's you're going to end up trading for a late first rounder. It's like how many draft picks can you possibly have? Or you're going to trade right. for a fringe player that, you know, what's the use of that? Let's, let's really see what this team turns into. We have one of the deepest teams, I think in the last potentially 20 years of the league. So let's be patient. Let's, let's, I don't think it's worth giving up a piece like that just for what ends up being negligible. So right. let's let's stay put a put a bit. Hey, if Anthony Davis really is on the trade block n- next season and he is frustrated, and you know these rumors come to fruition as being true, talk to me then. Then I'm willing to entertain the conversation. But right now, there is no conversation. So let's stop having it. Right. I'd like to see more consistent. Continued consistency would be on my wish list from guys like a Jalen Brown or a Terry Rozier. Yeah. In the win streak, they both played really well, but both of them have been wildly inconsistent to start the season. So, if we can't have consistency, and you know, you don't need these guys scoring twenty points every game, but you also don't want to shooting twenty five percent from the field. So, right. you know, get these guys better shots get their field goal percentage up consistency from this team. I think will go a long way continuing the passing and rebounding. I think in our win streak, we had really, really changed the way we did both of those things. Obviously we could use a losing streak from the Raptors. They have looked incredible and they're going to be tough to top as far as reaching the first place echelon in the East. So yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, I, I I'm excited to see where this team goes in 2019.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and you know the other thing is, I imagine you know what could be the coal and the stocking for this Celtics team. The Raptors are something that I think I think they're legit. I went into this season kind of laughing them off a bit and thought this Celtics team was a bit invincible, and this team yeah, has looked as well really good. And
0: yeah. I I kind of didn't think like uh, Kawhi was gonna be like. I thought he was just kind of kind of like going to shut it down, maybe go to the motions because he, you know, at first it didn't seem like he really wanted to go there or he didn't really want to be there. But he's the hardest guy to read. Like, you don't know if he's happy, if he's pissed off, he's annoyed. But, I mean, when he's out there and plays, and he, he's, he's, he balls, man. He's obviously like a top, probably top five, six player in the league, uh, arguably one of the best defenders, and he can change the landscape. Of any game at any point of time, and uh, and obviously too, um, they still have Lowry, and they got they got really deep too. They got Danny Green who can shoot well. Um, Tiakam's been playing well. They got yeah. some size with Alan Chunas. Like they got a really really good team, and I think they will definitely be in the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Yeah, I think they are definitely going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I laughed off some of their depth guys and some of their players that were a bit flute. younger or some of their like Siakam and Van fleet and Danny green. And and those guys, you know, maybe death pieces, I guess, but they <laughs> look so good. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of making me look bad. I, you know, going into the season, I laughed all these guys off and I always thought that bench was overrated last season and they played really well for the majority of last season. And I was like, eh, you know, these guys are—I don't think they are what they are, and they're even better this year. And like Siakam, and yep. some of those guys look look like they might be legit players, not even yeah. bench guys. Yeah,
0: and and also too, uh, uh like um, OG and a and an Yeah, he's, he's been uh, fantastic too. He Can play too. He's athletic. He can defend.
1: So they're deep. They're deep. Kind of similar to us. They're a deep Ooh. team. So. I'm not worried about the Bucks. I'm not worried about the Sixers yet. Those are, you know, those teams have looked great, but I think it's the Raptors we're really chasing when it comes to talent level and when it comes to the playoffs. I think it's going to be us and the Raptors. That's what uh, that's I. That's what agree. I'm looking at. That's what we're looking at. Other things that could hope, potentially damper us: the Hospital Celtics. I know a lot of Twitter that refers them as the Hospital Celtics when we have a lot of injuries, and it seems like the injuries kind of come in spurts where, you know, we have, like, three different guys that at once. Marcus Morris isn't playing tonight. Apparently he has a sore knee. I hope this isn't anything serious because classic Hospital Celtics continues on. Yeah. And, you know, we've had Jalen Brown out with a sickness and two other injuries. He had a hand injury mm-hmm. and a leg injury. You got Al Horford's been out with an illness, and then he has an injury. Yeah. And it's like... I well, also ugh.
0: feel that, too, though, with, with our depth, I also feel like the team kind of goes very, very safe and very cautious when it comes to... Someone having an injury or something like lingering or any pain. So I'd or like you know, what? we can afford to have this guy sit out a game or two, and that's the luxury you have. So, and I say, hey, yeah, it's, I'm all for resting this guy now and getting Bryce at the end of the year, and we have the, the, the other players that can step up yeah. and fill avoid. and and I think it's 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 the right it's the right basketball move, whether. You feel like we're babying the players and not it's the right it's the right move in the long run and I'm all for it and it gives guys some more minutes and you know I might give a guy who's you know struggling a little bit more minutes and he might be able to kind of you know uh have a good game and get that confidence back and then once everyone's uh back and healthy the team will be clicking on all cylinders fill- so
1: yeah I'm all for resting guys as long as we're not playing like we were before the win streak and, and really inconsistent as long as we can, you know, play decent basketball without right. a few of our guys, our top guys always in the lineup. Let's rest guys. Let's play for the playoffs. You know, maybe we don't get the one seed. Maybe Toronto is going to be tough to catch and that is not That's, great. Yeah. And, you know, I really would hope we could have gotten home court advantage this season. It's kind of been a rude awakening for me, but if we can rest guys and have a fully loaded lineup come playoff time, and we have this deep of a team, I think come playoff time, that could be a huge asset. And if we can find out how each player can contribute in that and kind of let these bench players work out what they need to do in this team by giving them a little bit extra run in resting Mm -hmm. our top guys, I think that's going to help us in the long run. I agree. Definitely. Definitely. But I think this team is is well-suited moving forward. Hopefully, we beat the Suns tonight. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, you are well-slept after a whooping of the Phoenix Suns at the TD Garden. Okay. But that's all the time we got for you. Thanks, Alan, for coming on. That was awesome. Uh, definitely put all the Green Line apparel drip under your Christmas tree this holiday season. You can follow yeah, yeah. at Green Line Tees on every social media platform ever. But yeah, next week, uh, I, well, next week is Christmas, so we won't probably see you until 2019. So thanks for listening for uh, the last podcast of 2018. Hopefully, you all have a wonderful holiday season. Continue to subscribe to Green Banners on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Find us everywhere. Follow us on Instagram, at Green Banners. I appreciate you listening. Next time, we will have Will Farrell on the podcast uh, talking about the Elf sequel with Gershon Yabusele and giving uh, the insight of where uh, how that's been uh, being written. But I appreciate you again, Alan. Green Line Apparel, go check that out. Please buy everything in that store. The drip is serious. <laughs> and appreciate yeah, go, go Celtics. And hopefully we continue on to Banner 18.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you uh, very much for having me on. It was a pleasure to finally get that Green Line times Green Banners podcast.
1: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We'll have you on again soon. I'll
0: talk to you in the media, my man.
1: All right, sounds good.